Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is the Coffee and Books and Movies podcast. We're talking about all things under the sun. I'm your host, Scott. If you're new here, I would greatly appreciate it if you would share this podcast with a friend or tell other people about it. Everything you do will help me out, including you can also leave me feedback on Spotify. If you guys have Spotify, that would be greatly appreciated. All right, today we're going to be talking about an epic story. Uh, It's another history book I read recently. It's my third book I've read this week, so I've been knocking them out pretty quick. But this one is called Black Spartacus, The Epic Life of Toussaint L'Overture. It was published in 2021. It is about 370 pages long. It is a pretty deep uh, dive into the history of this real-life person. Um, There's going to be some trigger warnings in this one. Definitely, we're going to be talking about murder, slavery, racism. Uh, We're going to be talking about all the bad, terrible things that have gone on in colonial, uh, you know, or should I say in colonial Haiti um, and St. Dominique. Uh, There's going to be some quick history lessons in order to understand Haiti. I am by no means an expert. I am by no means claiming I know everything about this man's life. But I will say Toussaint was a fascinating figure who was from the late uh, 1700s, early 1800s, is when he had reached his peaked fame. He's a former slave who won his freedom and basically read a, led a revolution in Haiti uh, that often involved uh, Catholicism, voodoo, and, you know, was with uh, the French fighting the Spanish, fighting the English, fighting the Americans. There was a lot going on here. And we're going to talk about all that. So... You might be asking yourself, well, who is this guy? Why is he called Black Spartacus? Uh, Well, he's a very well-known hero, uh, mainly because he embodied the principles of, you know, what it means to be a good French citizen, uh, mainly because he was often compared to his contemporary, which is Napoleon. You know, you might notice that there's a movie coming out with Napoleon soon. I'm very excited to uh, see that. But for short answer, I hope Toussaint is in that movie because his life is pretty epic. Um, the man spoke multiple different languages, including Creole. Uh, he spoke French, English, uh, Spanish, as well as different African languages. Um, his family was brought over directly from Africa. Uh, we're not quite sure exactly where at they were from, but you know, Toussaint was an excellent uh, person who basically was able to be well-liked by everyone. Uh, his language allowed him to do so. Uh, and make new friends and popularity. It's a whole big deal. So how we recommend that. But uh, now we're going to talk about the general history of Haiti and what led up to this man throwing a revolution. Alrighty, so first you have to understand uh, Haiti and basically the Caribbean islands were all discovered by Columbus in 1492. So in technicality, Spain controlled this part of the world for hundreds of years. And in the 1700s, it was sold to, or at least Haiti was sold to France. Fran- the France, uh, French pre-revolutionary period had colonized Haiti, had used its plantations for uh, power, success, and money, uh, basically bought, brought the slave trade with them or continued it. Um, Spain had also had slaves during this time period as well, uh, but it is well known that this group of people in particular in Haiti uh, you know, were very brutal, and the French were well known to be very, very extremely, uh, you know, systematically repressing people in this country. Um, and as a result of all of this, uh, we're going to soon learn what built up and led to the explosion of revolution. 
This is also around the same time period of the American Revolution, which might have had something to do with it. The ideas of principles and liberty and breaking away from your colonial government, uh, the U.S. being a prime example, often led other countries to be inspired by this as well. But Toussaint is well known as being a highly educated uh, person who, although he did not directly go to school and although he directly didn't lead a normal conventional life, was very well learned. Like he had knowledge, not just street smarts, but knowledge in general, how to fight wars, how to fight and inspire people in the world. Um, and, you know, initially his plan was to, you know, declare loyalty to France. You know, he wanted France to be, you know, very much pro-Haiti. However, there was a major problem, which is that France eventually had their own revolution and went down with the king. Now, of course, in the time period when Toussaint had received some military discipline and decided to overthrow the government, there was a big discussion about if Haiti should remain loyal to the monarchy or if they should go with this new group of people being Napoleon. Um, it turns out that uh, Toussaint picked the wrong side. He was very pro-monarchy. Uh, the monarchy was, you know, of course, destroyed. You know, the kings were the kings of France ended with that line, and, you know, with Marie Antoinette. Um, it led to Toussaint, like I said, backing the wrong horse. And then he had decided that instead of going with this new people, he was going to go with the Spanish. Now, when he decided to contact the Spanish in regards for help, the Spanish kind of did him dirty. And what I mean by that is that even though he had friends and allies amongst the Spanish Empire, uh, the Spanish Empire basically treated him like, you know, the fact that he was black, you know, treated him like a poor person, was racist towards him. It eventually leads to him being, you know, even though he had already committed treason by uh, aligning himself with the Spanish, he decided to go back to the French, and then he went to the British, and there was a lot of commotion about what in the world is this guy doing, and how does he have power? So we're going to talk about how he actually took control of the island now. Uh, Toussaint basically built a group of people, uh, networked with them, and slowly spread a revolution through the colony. Um, unfortunately, not all of the colony was peacefully taken over. It is well known that many um, Africans and people of African descent, including mixed uh, people as well, took part in a civil war, a war in which uh, some people backed the the French government that was local to Haiti, and some people back to Saint, um, and basically became the rebels. Um, it was very mixed and violent blood that ran in the streets, and essentially it ended up with Toussaint being the victor. But uh, many whites were killed during this process, as well as people on both sides, but it's important to note that Toussaint did not have complete control over all these groups of people because they came from different tribes and backgrounds, and he only had a loose standing army with him when all this was done. So what's important to note is that at this point in time in history, you have Toussaint, who's considered a traitor because he has betrayed the French cause to fight for the Spanish and the English, and then is back all of a sudden to being in the French camp. Um, and all of this is going on, he claims, because he wants, for the love of his people, to just abolish slavery. He thinks that if slavery was abolished forever, it would be the benefit to the people. Um, you know, people could lead good lives and there would be less corruption, less promiscuity, less, you know, like his reasoning is sound. Like, basically, if we eliminate this great evil for the, you know, entire empire, it would lead to 
us being more independent and, you know, we could still work with France, but we could be like a commonwealth. Well, the empire of France had nothing to want to do with that. And when Napoleon basically came to power and became aware of Toussaint, it was made very clear that he was going to reinvade Haiti and take it back for himself. And that's basically what happened. The French came back. Um, everyone else got out of their way. They said it was a, basically a civil dispute. Uh, France decided to reconquer its own people, you know, that were living on this island. And uh, it led to the destruction of, you know, the independence of Haiti. Of course, what they didn't realize is that by doing this, it turned Toussaint into a martyr. Uh, Toussaint actually had multiple advantages going for him. When the French actually made it to Haiti, though, um, I'd like to point out that although uh, the Haitian army that was fighting against the French uh, did not have very good weapons and technology compared to the well-equipped French army, you know, being Napoleon's forces, it's important to note a couple things. One, they were well supplied by the United States, who did deliver guns and weapons to them. Uh, two, uh, by the time Napoleon's troops got there, they began to get stricken with yellow fever and other malarities. Uh, basically, it ended up with a lot of the French dying from being exposed to viruses for the first time, you know, for, like malaria and yellow fever, as I mentioned. Uh, number three, even though there was this well-equipped army fighting them, Toussaint got the idea of, of course, guerrilla warfare, which we have seen in more modern history, but at the time was very revolutionary. Um, it led to basically a long, protracted, drawn-out war, which I think he could have won. Uh, but then we're going to finally get into what actually happened when uh, Toussaint decided to uh, surrender. And now we're going to say, well, why did he surrender? Well, he was essentially tricked into surrendering. He fell for a very easy ploy, but basically uh, one of his friends uh, or people who tried to help him, you know, re you know, reconciliate with France, you know, he was promised that he'd be treated as an equal, where basically he was you know, kidnapped on the spot and taken to France and put in a, a jail. He was never put on trial. He was basically given the same treatment that Napoleon would soon get, which is that he basically lived in a maximum security prison for the rest of his life and was basically martyred. He was essentially hidden as a secret away from the people so nobody knew, would know where he was at. Um, the French, like I said, recolonized the island but would shortly lose control because of the fact that the people had heard of Toussaint and his epic battles and proportions against fighting against um, all different groups of people, including his own allies. Uh, it ended up with Toussaint basically being martyred. And like I said, after his death, which was a very, very short time later, there was a huge land grab for the country of Haiti because everyone believed that a couple things. They believed Toussaint had money and power. So they believed he had hidden away money um, on the island somewhere or that he had transferred it to a U.S. bank or that he was able to successfully hide wealth that he had achieved after he had um, all these people killed on the island. Uh, two, uh, another important factor is that even though France and Spain and England tried to impose their own will upon Haiti, it is a testament to the people that they did resist all of this and that really just the Haitian people just wanted their own independence and to live, a, you know, an independently from everyone else. And this guy was the first to show them that, an, you know, an African person or an African person of heritage 
could do this. You know, somebody who was born a slave could come up and fight against the Europeans and win. And uh, that's what made it so impressive. And that's why he's called the Black Spartacus, because of his iron will to succeed and to do so at the cost of everything. You know, he was willing to risk not only his own life, which he did multiple times, but that of his family members and trusted people. He just wanted success, you know, to, you know, and at the end of the day, all he wanted was, like I said, an independent Haiti, you know, that might be still friendly with France, but uh, like I said, the French could not let that go. Okay, so now we're going to talk about what happened after uh, Toussaint died, which is very important for the story as well. Uh, he inspired a lot of people, and that's probably the biggest part about all this, other colonies that were in that time, play, time frame in the 1800s that had heard of Toussaint. And like I said, Toussaint was a world-famous figure and was reported on everywhere in the world. So places like Ireland and Maui, like, you know, or the Maori people, I'm sorry, in New Zealand, uh, those groups of people, you know, were took inspiration from the resistance. And, you know, other countries that were stuck, like, you know, places like Jamaica and, you know, other countries that were under the thumb of a colonial empire were inspired by this one guy who had decided to overthrow the government. So um, at the end of the day, there's a couple important questions um, you could argue. Uh, some people ask if Toussaint just wanted to be a dictator like Napoleon. Uh, short answer is um, it, we don't really know. <laughs> uh, he was a conflicting person, and he was very conflicting on multiple levels. For instance, he had a love of Catholicism and religion, but at the same time, he was a scientific person. He was also a person who practiced into voodoo. Uh, so there is the fact that, like, how could somebody who is religious and Catholic also be, you know, scientific and voodoo at the time? Uh, you know, like I said, those are some extremes. He was a shrewd diplomat and, you know, was honestly trying to get people to peacefully work out the difference in Haiti. And yet he was also a brutal warrior who caused brutal massacres of people. Um, you know, it's not necessarily his fault, but his army was his responsibility. And if his army is massacring other groups of people, then they're going to directly blame Toussaint, which is what happened. His rumors eventually caught up to him. And lastly, we have his you know, influence, like I said, on other groups of people. It's very likely that slaves in the United States, as well as people that were slaves in Jamaica and other Caribbean places and places near Haiti, often very much believed that like, this guy could inspire them that he was almost like a religious figure to them. You know, the fact that he did it means that we could do it too. It's very likely that this was part of the inspiration for other slave rebellions um, all over the world, and that his influence was long-lasting and Toussaint's influence on uh, the United States as well as other European countries is very prominent. In other words, there would be no civil rights movement. There would be no movement against slavery, against the Ku Klux Klan, against all this, unless somebody showed that they could stand up first. And Toussaint was well known as being the first person in a long line of people, but the first person in the modern era, I would argue, that was able to succeed. Not only did he revolt, but he succeeded in having his own country for a brief time. Even if it was only for a few years, he had complete control. He was the one who could have taken it even further, but he did not. And, you know, the thing is about power is the people who want power 
don't necessarily want to be the ones, uh, like the people who are best for being in power aren't the ones who necessarily uh, should be in power. So anyway, that's my sort of ramble about Toussaint. Um, the book is long. It was good. Very, very fact-driven. Um, I would give it a three out of five because I would say it's, it was more of an inspiration for me to read because I have a friend who's from Haiti and he told me about this person who I had no idea anything about. I'm very well informed about him now. I did not think that it would be something like this. Uh, it was very, like I said, long and a very, very long book. <laughs> I cannot state that enough, but um, I did enjoy it. I read it all and I stuck to it. And I just said it's not for somebody if you're not interested. You know, this isn't going to grab everyone's attention. But anyway, that's the history lesson for today. Thank you again for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast and got kind of a general overview of Two Saints. And uh, thanks for listening. Thank you.